Oh, hey, it's story time with Stevel. When I was eight or nine years old, my mom and dad bought me my first BMX bike. It was a JC Penny Free Spirit. And in time, I went on to put some nice accessories and components on it, like a tough neck stem and CW bars, which just made it sort of the embodiment of putting a nice frame on a shitty painting. One day I was hanging out at the local bike shop, which during the winter was a ski shop. It was a little tiny place run by this guy named Andy. And one day he gave me a 10 inch long die cut Shimano sticker. It was blue. I didn't really know what Shimano was or anything about it, but I put it on my top tube and immediately made the bike 150% cooler. It was around that time that I probably became a lifelong Shimano guy. This is Revolting with steve and Robot on the Cycling Independent, episode 41. This is your life. Content warning. We're obligated to tell you before we start that this podcast contemplates both mature and immature themes. You might not like all the words we use or the ideas we bring up. So if you're sensitive about these things, maybe this isn't the podcast for you. It's okay. We still love you. Robot, uh, it's been a minute. I mean, as far as anybody's concerned, it hasn't been a minute, but we haven't, we took a little break. We took a break from each other. A hiatus we, where we did not record. We just got together uh, uh, and had some conversations where we laughed and cried and, um, you know, just were regular people and not the super mega podcast stars that we are in moments like this <laughs> i was wondering I, w- I woke up this morning i guess and i was kind of wondering if maybe because i kind of felt like we were sort of on a roll like we were going to get to a point where or i got i get to a point where i forgot how to do this and i forgot how to yeah. have i forgot how to have a conversation because it is different to record a conversation and to have a conversation are two totally different things and i really feel like it's like walking a balance beam when you're recording it. You have to be a lot more, or I have to be a lot more mindful of what I say and how I say it. And I try to deliver ideas more concisely, which not so good at it even still, <laughs> but you know, it leaves, uh, it, you can only imagine like, I mean, you know, talking to me in, in real life when there's nothing being recorded is a, is a mess. Well, we've been talking for 40 <clears throat> minutes before we, press press record on this one yeah and i think we both forgot where we were in the middle of a sentence at least once (laughs) during that time this is why we have topics i mean it's you know this is a little bit of a manufactured conversation where we have a topic and we have questions and we have a format and that's because in our normal everyday walking around brains we don't we are incoherent Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) And the more time I think, because social engagement is a little bit of a muscle. And if you don't use it on the regular, it's going to atrophy. And I feel, especially in the last year or two years, you know, I interact with fewer people. I try still, you know, try to be as social as possible and stuff, but it's definitely not like it was before and not having someone to talk to on a regular basis every day all the time, you know, then I'm just like left to my devices. And if I don't leave or I don't talk to anybody for a whole day, I definitely feel the effects of it. So, Oh for, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm slowly becoming best friends with a volleyball. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, I it's, relate to that movie so much like before I thought that was real cute, but now I'm like, Oh yeah. Yep. I get yeah. that. I've tried to make friends with a rabbit in the backyard. I've tried to make friends with several crows. Uh, I, I, I was camping at some point. I was like, try to make friends with a crow and a yellow jacket. And I fucking hate yellow jackets, but right. I was like, I made a little plate of food for him because I was just so out of my head, you know, but maybe that's just, that's just new reality. I, I thought say, about, 
Oh, just I want to say real quick too. Uh, I like woke up a couple couple days ago and I kind of had a little cough, like a little frog in my throat. And I have I've taken two COVID tests, uh, two one day apart over the course of three days, one day between each, and they came back negative. So, um, if I clear my throat a whole lot, it's because I'm trying to get rid of this little frog. So I apologize for that in advance. Oh, funny little frog. I thought about you the other day because I also talk to animals, especially if I'm on the bike. Like if a squirrel runs up, I'll be like, Oh, Hey buddy. Uh Um, All the time. Yeah. And people are walking with their dogs and in the woods on the trails that I use. And I, typically don't address the human i'm always like oh hey buddy uh but then i thought about you and we both do this but then i thought about you the other day because um i was kind of the trails are pretty overgrown and so um uh i was on the little like ribbon of dirt and i was trying to hold it but i overcooked a turn and i got into these uh plants Uh, i don't know what they were uh very much but i looked behind me i was like oh sorry guys and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh no yeah now i'm talking yeah. to plants we've completely lost our minds yeah uh so it's interesting to kind of with that in mind you you've come up with an idea for today's or a topic for today's conversation which is going to test all of my limits because my memory <laughs> is terrible uh, I can't remember song names or album names. I can remember band names, but the first, the former two, I'm t- terrible at. And also, then I have to apply this to eras in my life. And so, <laughs> this might totally break my, today might break my brain. This but. is me, um, the podcast version of me um, kneeling down behind you. And also pushing you over me. (laughs) I wish that I could be on both sides of that equation. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's going to be a real challenge. And then I just looked at at the music pick of the week, and that made me actually panic a little bit because I've been I've had one and now I can't remember what it is. And uh, let me let let me back up. You've already said what the problem with today's episode is. Everything is going to be really it's going to be difficult. Let me tell people what it is. So this is this is your life. And so it's going to be a slightly different format uh, where what we're going to do is we're going to get to know each other uh, via a single song and a single bike from every decade of our lives. And I know that uh, you have done it differently than I have. I did the decades on my notes that you can't see uh, the seventies, eighties, nineties, aughts, tens, and even the twenties. So I actually have six because I'm, (laughs) but, but it's okay. Uh, What was that? Oh, it was the family ties theme. There ain't no nothing. We can't love each other through. I believe that. So let's do music pick of the week first. And I can do mine first if you need to try to remember what yours is, or if you've now remembered it. I can remember my pick of the week. And and I I mean, I know my pick of the week and I can think of two decades, decades. (laughs) It's not decades. It's just it's like a decade punctuated with this song, but definitely a bike. And I got two. I got two. And one well, is right now. So I like that one's an easy <laughs> one for me to remember. Well, let's 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 start the game and see how it goes. Let's do music picks first. Who's your music pick? Um, it's a band called uh, The Disciplines. Oh, um, fronted by a guy. I didn't know this. I didn't really know anything about him. It's a band from Oslo. But it's fronted by this cat named um, Ken Stringfellow. And he got Me Too'd pretty hard a couple of years ago and then disappeared. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grew up, I think, in Bellingham because a a friend of mine said that she always kind of she referred to her or referred to him as as her real husband or or something like that. She told me like she always had a real affinity for him. And this guy has been, he's been in the po- 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 posies. He's an R.E.M. Okay. He played with R.E.M. 
Like he's played, he's, and he's done a ton of solo stuff. I wasn't really familiar with him at all. Uh, and then he fronted this band uh, called the disciplines and it's, it's super good. I was disappointed uh, that I found out that he was kind of a kook. Yeah. But it was after I'd already, it was after I'd already found out about him and bought the record and stuff. I thought I was kind of, and it's not even new. It's probably a few years old, but it's a, it's a fun jangly kind of garagey record. Uh, like I've said a bunch of times, my old house made a mind said I didn't like anything I couldn't sing along to. It's, uh, yeah, it's catchy, you know, as everything from Norway is. I wonder what the band is doing since he, you know, came out as a, was, 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 uh, had come out as a scumbag. Mm. So the discipline sets mine for better or worse. Jangly summer fun music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Um, my pick this week is a band called High Viz. Have I talked about High Viz before? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I know of them, but I'm not making a connection. Yeah, they're a they're a London punk band, um, and I'm re- going to be really embarrassed if I talked about them on the last episode, <laughs> but that's possible. Uh, but they make they have that. There's something about um, English punk rock that is you know just different. It has a this this sound that I can't quite describe, but I do like. And high viz uh, is a good, good sort of like shake your fist uh, band. They have a song called "Choose to Lose," and so if you go out and you listen to High Viz's "Choose to Lose" and you don't like it, turn back. This isn't the band for you. But if you're like, oh yeah, this, then you're gonna like the rest of what you hear. There's something so. almost sort of comically um, uh, foundational about listening to English punk rock because it's so it's it's kind of primeval like yes because there was so much good English punk rock in the early 80s that that is kind of what that was maybe an introduction for a lot of people so you listen to English punk rock now and you and you the way they pronounce words or phrases or 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 words they use in place of words we might use I don't know it's just kind of it's romantic I think it romantic it's romanticism for me yeah that's definitely it it has i think like a vocal snottiness that american punk rock doesn't have so much Mm -hmm. um like a disdain like american punk rock tends to be angry Mm -hmm. uh and british uh punk rock tends to be like just horribly disappointed with everybody (laughs) (laughs) that's a really that's a really good way to put it i was wondering where you were going to go with that and then you 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 wrap that up perfectly Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, Not so bad. now we we're going to do a song, and I knew this would break your brain, so yeah. I apologize, but we're going to do a song and a bike for every decade uh, of our lives, and we're going to start, uh, you were born in 1970? Yeah. We're going to start with the 70s. One song, one bike. I didn't. I don't think I, well, I guess I knew, I learned how to ride a bike in the late seventies and it was this, uh, it was kind of a beater that my neighbors had given me and that was the bike I learned on, you know, it had ape hangers and very, it was all rusty and stuff. Uh, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't remember listening to, I remember there were songs that I liked, uh, around that time i guess devil well, woman i remember devil, devil Wo- woman yeah do you know who that's by oh god yeah i don't it's you like know, mop I mean, the hoople or i was mountain or somebody patrick brady would know who who uh whose song that was now i've got it now i gotta this is I santana mean, I, devil no, woman no um <laughs> You know, I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to turn into this because, and I was, I did, I did read the notes before we started a couple of times and I, it just blew me away so badly that I could, you know, I can think of three and then, but I, I like beyond that, I, God, I don't, I don't know. 
Originally in the notes, in my intro, I had written this line where I said, this is what the episode is about, and Steve-O hasn't read the notes, so it's going to be a real shit show. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, he did read the notes. I better not say that about him. It's it's true. It's bad. Well, you encouraged me to, because I don't. It's always like a fun surprise. But if I hadn't read the notes and then we started recording today, it would have fucked me up. I think the song that I'm looking, I think, I don't know. I just did a quick Google and there's a song in 1976 called Devil Woman called by a guy called Cliff Richard. And I don't know oh, if that's Cliff the song. Richard. Is that British? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't um, know. The Young Ones, which is one of your favorite television shows from the 80s. Yes. Uh, they the joke was Cliff Richard is very sort of like campy um, and whatever. And Rick, the anarchist, loves Cliff Richard. <laughs> um yeah yeah that's the one okay i just did a quick uh lyric search and and that's that's the song so we're gonna say late 70s cliff richard devil woman 80s well uh, hang on let me do my 70s oh i I thought i was gonna bang it out because i I don't have that many but okay yeah let's get let's let's go back and forth We'll go back and forth because that'll give you time. I, I bet the things that I'm going to say are going to be like, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, because this is you're how right. you tell stories. You're right. Sorry. So 70s. I want to also say you said the, your that bike had ape hanger bars. Mm-hmm. Do you remember in the 70s how like a bike having ape hanger bars was no big deal? It's like, oh, yeah, that's because some bikes, a lot of bikes just have ape hanger bars, but that none, none do anymore. Mm, no. Unless you're a lowrider guy, yeah, kids, a low, lowrider I mean, person, kids, kids, bike. You can't get like a what are like the Schwinn, uh, was it Apple Crate or Orange Crate? Right. What were the, what were those called? Yeah, I mean you can still get those, but they're like they're like novelty bikes, pretty much. Yeah, anymore. And those bars are dangerous. Like that's not how you steer a thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I had this purple, what I would call the purple banger. It had it was purple and it was sparkly. But it was real old and rusty, too. And the chain, like it had been wrecked really bad, I think, by my brother. And the chain guard was touching the chain, but not. I think my dad had like partially pulled it out. So it had this amazing like bang, bang, bang that it made as you rode it. And you just had to ignore that. Yeah. So that was my 70s bike and my 70s song is shouted out loud by kiss uh who i discovered Mm. when i was six years old my brother my older brother uh had kiss records and eight track tapes and they had a lot of like really great sing it along sing along songs and i remember being very confused by like this sing-along music and these terrifying looking people because when you're six and you see kiss you're like what yeah, you know, like anti superheroes, you know, they're like with all they like monsters and fire and blood and the whole thing. Yeah. After Meatloaf died, I I read something. It was like, you know, sh- shout out to Meatloaf for making us or no, it wasn't like a shot. No, it was more like a fuck you to Meatloaf for tricking kids into thinking that the records were going to be sweet based on the album cover art. Yeah. And like and then just and then just delivering show tunes. Exactly. But Kiss was way better. <laughs> I still like I like Kiss. I mean, a lot of people don't take the piss out of that statement but i like kiss i like kiss. i will make no apologies for that i don't i mean uh this is another case where maybe you separate the humans from the output that they made yeah but I thought, uh, you know what i thought uh i thought gene simmons i thought that guy was a total piece of shit and he might be in general but um i know this cat down in la who made the carbon fiber lowers for their shoes a couple of years ago, he's a um, yeah. he's a carbon manufacturer guy, fab guy down there, and he made shoes for him. And he, Paul Stanley is a cyclist. He said he came into the shop and looked around and looked at the shoes. He was like, "Those dudes couldn't have been cooler." So then I was, then I was like, "Now nah, I can't be fucking mad at him because somebody I trust said they're really nice people." So is all <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, 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 all the stuff you see on TV is it all just an act? I mean, I think. And this is a diversion. I don't want to go too far down this road, but I'll just say that I think anyone that you don't really know is a fictional character. And 
you can get worked up about the the good and bad in that fictional character, or you can just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, I don't really know him, so I'm not really going to judge. Right. That's that's uh, that's fair. Some people you do know, <laughs> but anyway. OK, so that's the 70s done. Now we move on to the 80s. Do you have one or do you need me to do 80s also? Well, I kind of wrote, I kind of rode, I started, I was riding a lot of BMX bikes until about 82, 83, and then I fell straight into skateboarding. So I would say for the beginning of the decade, it was, um, I'm going to say what I like about you by the romantics. Oh. Nice one. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. I don't know what year I that also, came out, but I think that I think that tracks. I also rode BMX. Um, I had a little red Peugeot BMX. I think I've talked about it on here before. And uh, what I know now is that it was a really shitty little bike, uh, but it totally upgraded my whole ride experience. And I jumped that bike and I took it in the woods and I did everything with it. And it actually, I completely fell in love with cycling via that bike. Um, and my song for the eighties is going to be driver eight by REM. Um, because growing up in the South, uh, especially right around that time, that kind of qualified as punk rock. It was like, well, it was, it was the- there was the college state or the college listing. Right. It was college rock or whatever is what it was called then. And REM yes. fit squarely into that. Category. Yeah. I feel like they sort of made that category of music and I was all about it. Uh, and it was, it was a song that didn't sound like any of the other songs at the time. And it, it, that was a real pivot for me away from like pop music into and it's funny because rem is now you know like you think of that as pop music but at the time it was not at all so i'll go with that i can dig it 90s um see 90 90 1990 i got a trek 970 and that was when i really started riding proper mountain bikes on and then that got stolen, and I replaced it with a Fisher Hukui Koo. Mm-hmm. And wait, no, oh no, 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 the other way around. I got at a Fisher Hukui Koo. That got stolen. I replaced it with a nine seventy, and then a nine seventy was that was it. You know, I like rode all over the city, and I rode all over the hills, and and. Then I sort of turned it into, I turned it into my messenger bike. So that went straight into the late 90s or mid 90s. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, So I'd say the Trek, I would say the Trek 970 and probably something from Fugazi. Anything. The first two albums, first three albums. I'm going to go with that. That's pretty funny because uh, my 90s song is Fugazi Repeater. Okay. Because I heard it and I was like, what? Yeah. What did they just do? Yeah. That's, that's, me, that's what music is? Oh, like this makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Fugazi Repeater was. Um, and the bike for me... It's funny. I would the bike I wrote down here was this um, stainless steel road bike that I got from REI in Orange County, California, because that I I spent a lot of the like the late 90s riding road bikes. But actually. I bought a Trek, some Trek hard hardtail. Well, rigid some rigid trek mountain bike very cheap i bought it used and i rattle canned it yellow with the idea that like no one is gonna steal my rattle can yellow bike uh which they eventually did but it took some it took a, <laughs> it took a long time but that bike i rode that was my city bike i rode everywhere on that thing 
that was a real that was another real game changer. And what was uh, oh, so we both have picked Fugazi. Yes, that's my, slightly embarrassing to me, but go on. I don't know my, why. My, my mind's jumping around a lot. I realize, like, I always, I want to always give people shout outs. Like, I referred to my <laughs> friend who makes carbon fiber stuff. Yeah. And I, and then I, I realized I didn't say his name, which is, I think it's the first time I've done that. Like, I've been really good about that up until this point. Yeah. But his name's Hearn uh, 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 Montenegro. Uh, he has this, uh, his business is um, uh, MMFG. I guess manufacturing. So I want to finish that thought because that was going to bug me. Oh yeah. Um, but then I also realized that it was like 90, 1995. So it was mid decade that I, I went all in and I got a Bontrager race with the fucking switchblade fork. It was like the quad 21 crown with the straight blade tapered straight blade, uh, fork lowers or legs, whatever. And it was sparkly blue. And then I broke the seat like just above the, or like under the seat collar. And they, they sent it, I sent it back. They sent me a new one and it was purple. And that was it. it that was like the total game changer for me. And that was when I realized like, you know, I basically, I upgraded my upgrade and this yeah. was a bike that was, it was the nicest thing I'd ever owned. And I knew that, you know, if I got a shitty bike, then I was just going to continue to have shitty rides and I got a really nice bike. And it was, it was like, that's all I wanted to do. And that was all I wanted to be on. And it was my pride and joy. And, um, so I would say, I don't know. Uh, that would be 95 to probably early two thousands. Oh, hey, it's story time with steve When I was eight or nine years old, my mom and dad bought me my first BMX bike. It was a JCPenney Free Spirit. And in time, I went on to put some nice accessories and components on it, like a tough neck stem and CW bars, which just made it sort of the embodiment of putting a nice frame on a shitty painting. One day I was hanging out at the local bike shop, which during the winter was a ski shop. It was a little tiny place run by this guy named Andy. And one day he gave me a 10 inch long die cut Shimano sticker. It was blue. I didn't really know what Shimano was or anything about it, but I put it on my top tube and immediately made the bike 150% cooler. It was around that time that I probably became a lifelong shimano guy and um music i i don't remember there wasn't anything any one song i don't believe that stands out for that half half decade half decade yeah that's a little bit of a blank for me too but um let's jump into the aughts mm -hmm. okay those are the only two that i had like a lock on before we started all right, let's hear it. Um, it would be my first blue collar one speed frame that Robert Ives built me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it would be. Um, no. OK. Oh, Jesus. Everything got all fucked up. OK. Bontrager <laughs> was Monster Magnet. Twin Earth. Okay. Yeah. So you, did we just go back to the nineties? I went back to Bontrager mid nineties to early two thousands. And so, that's monster magnet, monster magnet, Bontrager, um, uh, monster magnet, twin earth. Yeah. That the, for sure. That, that's for let, sure. That was the one. Let I, the record show that Steve has chosen two bikes and two songs for the nineties. <laughs> um, then you can't follow a rule to sit. Go on. What? Uh, it's just, well, it's the decade got broken up. It's okay. It's okay. But that's, that's, that was the, for sure. That was one of the two for sure's. And then yep. there was, and then there was, uh, the blue collar, the orange blue collar single speed frame. And that one, I don't necessarily have a song for, but I would probably say, uh, well, oh, 
Feels like making love by bad company. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Robert Ives and Scott Berg and I listened to that. All we just li- we listened to a ton of bad company because it, it was kind of preposterous, did. but it's awesome. It is preposterous. Yeah. And kiss. Oh, oh and love. Go- oh, fuck. Love gun. Love gun by kiss. That's in it. The, in the 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I accept it all. I love I love it all. <laughs> I love that we got to the turn of the millennium and you were like, I feel like making love. <laughs> uh, it is a good one. All right. Okay. So you now you got the mic. Like go. You can do whatever damage you care to. Well, this one I'm really. Uh, I don't know what to say about the the bike. I I was riding a lot of fixed gear bikes around the city at that point. Um, none of them. I mean, I had to. It, it, the, the beauty of fixed gear bikes for me was that you could just kind. They were like um, Lego sets. You could just sort of like. If you had a like two like I think I had two or three frames and I had we, I was just moving stuff around and messing with stuff and oh let's see I'll make the bars even skinnier on that one till you know <laughs> you're just like steering the stem yeah, um, so you can so you can ride with handcuffs on yeah yeah now that's not a handlebar it's just a tiller mm-hmm. <laughs> like on a sailboat so I don't know there was the two thousand that was that whole uh adventure a lot of people crap on that as a hipster whatever bullshit time of the cycling uh of cycling history but i enjoyed it i thought it was fun um and the song is gonna be the song new england is sinking by the band death killer that only made that one record and the whole record is basically just him being enraged about the bush administration and and the iraq war uh but the that song new england is sinking uh really it's very heavy and it that particular song I remember I was getting a tattoo and my buddy Matt who did a bunch of my tattoos was like have you heard this record and I was like I was like I haven't heard it and he's like it might be too heavy for you and he put it on and I was like oh and it really turned me hard into like heavy music again and I haven't really turned away since then so mm. they, this that particular song grabbed me and was like, this is what you need to hear. I don't know. How much did you think about all of this before? Like, did you do you have concise notes or are you just is are you just able to conjure all of these like songs and experiences up out of your head? I, I made I made notes uh, on the back of this thing um, there. But, you know. Uh, the thing when you make a list like this is you can't be too picky. You can't be like, oh, like if I'm wrong that that's not actually the song, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, nobody's going to know <laughs> either way. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I think makes this topic easy for both of us is that we have strong feelings about songs and strong feelings about bikes. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's it's funny because I for sure started with two. I could only think of two. And yeah. the fact, and you were right. Like if I had been left to my own devices, I would have had two and I would have fucked it up. And then you would have done yours. And then it would have made me remember all mine. And I would have thrown this whole mismatched batch of puzzle pieces back into the conversation. So again, you were right. I wasn't right. <laughs> and, and, and this is, this is turning out to be a super fun, uh, sort of walk down memory lane for me. Oh, good. So we're up to the mid 2000s. Is that what we're, we were, we're just up doing? To, well, we're up to 2010. We're into the teens now, unless you want to oh. go backwards and do two for the last decade, which. No, no, uh, no, I don't think so. Well, I would say I have two bikes for the last decade um, and one song. Well, I'm the way I did it was we're going to do the 2010s. And then even though we're only in 2022, we can pick another one for the 2020s. Mm. Okay. Does that help you? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go to 2010s. What's your the teens? What's your pick? Uh, My Hunter 
cyclocross bike. Uh huh. And it is the best. It's the most fun bike. Like I get on it and I just feel like I, it's like I'm sinking into a cockpit. It's just a fucking gas to ride. And Rick has said he's not going to fix it for me anymore. Cause I keep <laughs> fucking it up <laughs> and he, you know, he keeps fixing it. He's like, fuck it, dude. I just like, I've got the numbers. I'll build you another frame, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with this one anymore. Mm. Sadly, it is in Oakland uh, because I really only had room to bring four bikes with me and I didn't need two geared cross bikes uh, mm. pop, mess it, like piling up in my existence. Um, song. <clears throat> um, I might have to get back to you on that one. I think what's yours. So <clears throat> I worked at seven cycles through most of the teens. I think I started there in 2011 and it was probably 2012 or 13. Um, we started riding road bikes with wide tires in the woods and having a lot of fun doing that. And then we launched a model called the seven evergreen, which was like the gravel bike. And so I got a seven evergreen SL, which is sort of like the mid-level, um, the mid-level bike for that model. And that bike took me everywhere. And I did, I did some races on it. I did some long events. I was in the woods. It was really, it was a bike that, told me, oh yeah, you're probably done with road biking for now. Um, I find like my cycling has these eras, right? Like, oh, I rode road bikes for six years and then, I don't know, I rode mountain bikes one time and that was like, oh yeah, this is great. So I did that for five years and then, um, but that seven evergreen, the first one was unbelievable. Uh, how much fun I had on it. And the song is predictably the, a song. I saw these guys live the other night. It's the whores song. I have a prepared statement, which they closed with. Um, and whores was a band, another band I was out. I was in Boulder, uh, visiting bike shops. And I was talking to this guy, uh, Sean, uh, And he was like, you should listen to this band. And I put them on. And it was another one of those moments where I was like, oh, this band is making exactly the music that I want to hear. And I had no idea. And it was the thing where you hear one song and you're like, oh, that's amazing. It can't all be that good. And it's all that good. (laughs) Turns out it is. Turns out it is. And I saw them the other night and it was uh, it was very fun and nice. They have another record coming out, I think, at the end of this year good to know yeah i like i like them very much and uh just as i predicted as you were telling your story i realized what my song associated with my bond trigger is what's that thank you uh sun is shining by the dirt bombs oh yeah dirt bombs that's another band where you're like it can't all be this it is and it is they're playing at the what's it called the mosswood mob or that used to be the burger boogaloo at mosswood park in oakland uh-huh. Uh, they're playing with Bikini Kill and all these bands um, in this big outdoor park. Like it was like two miles from my house, and I'm not going to be there. I mm-hmm. loved. I don't think I've had as much fun as I've had at Dirt Bomb shows. Like, I mean, there's been some, but there's just something about them, and it's just like all I want to do. I want to dance on in every inch of the fucking room. Like it's just the best. It's just such it's they their music is auditory joy. Oh, that's that is a strong, strong statement. You brought up Bikini Kill there, and that reminded me on Friday night at Horrors, uh Christian had told a story about his mother, and uh this was all about people being upset about Roe v. Wade. And mm. you know, since listeners will be listening to this in the distant future, um I can tell you that the Roe v. Wade thing just came down uh, last week. But uh, so he said at the at the so he told that story. And then at the very end, before he played, I have a prepared statement. He said, you guys know Bikini Kill? Well, for tonight, it's ladies to the front. And all the women went up to the front of the thing. And and then he played the song. And it was a very nice moment. 
like that. He's a he strikes me as a pretty solid dude. I think he's a thoughtful fella. He plays brutal riffs, reads poetry, and uh, has a sensitive side. And is very funny. Like, doesn't take himself yeah. too seriously, which is really brilliant to, in yes. my mind. Yes. Uh, okay, so we're like, we're like to 2010 now. That was, that was 2010 through... through I mean, th- yeah, 2010 to 2010. Oh, that was? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. Oh, then I have two. All right, well, let do it. Fuck, I thought that was 2000 to 2010. I'm all fucked. Also, I'm not good with time. I don't know if you knew this. The chronological. Okay. <laughs> okay, so my, my last one, which is the only other one that I could think of besides my Bontrager and Monster Magnet's Twin Earth, is my blue-collar all-rounder. I'm not going to call it a gravel bike. not going to call it a mountain bike. Rick Hunter calls them comfort bikes. Uh-huh. It's a drop bar bike that you can ride anywhere. And this is a style of bike riding that I have adored since the 90s. Yes. Back then, we just called it riding a cross bike on trails. Right. But whatever. It would be my blue collar all rounder and rocket from the crypts. I'm not invisible. Oh. Finger guns. You can't see me, <laughs> but I'm doing finger guns. <laughs> That's it. If it, uh, if you could only see Rocket from the Crypt or Dirt Bombs in the future, which one would you pick? Who do you like, love better, uh, mom or dad? Uh, if, um, gosh, I've seen Rocket from the Crypt so many times and I've only seen the Dirt Bombs twice. But I would probably, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. I saw a, a Bill, like a, yeah, Bill, Sop, a Bill, band, I don't, where'd my words go? When it, you see a thing like a, where bands are playing together, is that a Bill? A Bill or a poster, even, they would call it? It wasn't, it was, it was, whatever, it was in, a like marquee? a... marquee? Something, yeah, but uh, the Rocket and the Dirt Bombs play together. <sighs> I think Rocket and the Bronx and the Dirt Bombs play together. It was either Rocket, oh. the Bronx, and the Dirt Bombs, or Rocket, Refused, and the Dirt Bombs. Either oh. way, it was like... I, it would have been a pants shitter. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Like I get a chance to see one of the bands one time ever forever. Right. Well, mm. we'll have to do some wood, music related. Would you rather in later episodes? I don't know. I don't like that one because if it, if <laughs> some genie popped up and was like, Oh, and this is the one wish you've ever had that's granted bing. And then I'd feel fucking terrible. Right. I just destroyed one of my favorite bands. Lucky me. All right. Do you have a 2020s bike or song? That was it. Or are you just done? I'm done. You just did Rocket from the Crypt, Finger Guns, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. And that and the blue collar. But then I also had Dirt Bombs and and uh and my hunter. Okay. So those are two, those are neck and neck. Those are Sean Hunt. Just did the Lost and Found. He got, I think I mentioned this previously, he got second single speed, 108 miles and 8,000 feet of climbing. And he's like, wow. yeah, I can't believe how fucking fast this bike is. And I'm like, the, well, Sean, you know, the motor might have something to do with it. <laughs> and he's like, Robert builds my bikes to race, to be fast. He builds your bikes to get the absolute shit beat out of them. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, right. Cause I, he built me a one speed friend, the last one speed mountain bike frame he built me. And it was like, it was made out of like galvanized plumbing pipe. Like the, <laughs> the bike was like 28 pounds as a single speed. The thing was a fucking tank. So I realized, you know, like Sean's featherweight bike racer, he gets, he, he gets Robert's featherweight bike racer stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, 200 and, 70 pounds of shit bouncing down a hill. So I get my bikes built to suit. One of you is a whippet and the other one's a St. Bernard. It's just a box of rocks and like no <laughs> finesse, no grace. Yeah. So those are my two. I'm sorry. I got, I'm easily confused. It's all right. Tell me about yours. Oh, um, well, I, you know, I have another evergreen, um, uh, the evolution of that bike is this seven evergreen xx which is it's just a it's amazing bike it's just 
I don't deserve it at all, but it's my it's the bike I ride when I I mean, yeah, it's it'll go everywhere. I do road rides on it because I love it and I do all the rides and it's a great bike. And this other song I was going to uh, mention, um, not because it really changed my mind, but it's a song that blew my mind. And I know that it did the same thing to you was Brutus's War. Mm. That song yeah. and the video of her of Stephanie from Brutus uh, singing that song uh, moved me. It was mm-hmm. it's a moving, it's moving. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good one too. This was really this was a fun conversation. I you know I feel like the Alzheimer's is just drifting away. You I made knew my- this would happen. I knew this would happen. Work. I knew you would come without notes. And I knew that as soon as I started talking, you'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I like bikes, too. <laughs> if I if I had done my own notes, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been good. And I would have stressed out about it. And then I would have changed all my answers anyway. I was going to say you would have changed them all as we went. I know you would. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. Yeah. It's good. So we have a would you rather. Uh, oh. To close to close this. So let's get it. Let's get this done. And then um, we'll let people get back to their lives. Okay. What do you know? What's our time? What I didn't remember when we started recording. Oh, we're at only, we're not even 45 minutes in. So. Okay. Cash. Okay. The secret is to leave people wanting more. Oh yeah. All and right, I let's say, just shut this off then. <laughs> wait, <laughs> I will say uh, real quick. That before we started recording, Robot and I were talking about the last few episodes. I don't know what episode is going to be, well, whatever episode is being published next. Um, I have long been saddled with the inability to appreciate anything that I write or draw or paint or anything because I spend so much time laboring over it. Like, I don't, I look at it, I live with it, it just becomes sort of suffocating and um the last few episodes of the podcast because we we do them i don't think about them they just go into the ether and i don't they don't cross my mind again until um they get published but the last few i've listened to and i didn't hate i actually enjoyed listening to them and if i wonder you know the perspective is it's all subjective if people are if other people are listening to them and they hear the same things that i do um or they enjoy them but it point being that i am uh really enjoying enjoying something that i have a hand in because it's oh. never really happened before yeah that's super nice yeah I, i'm enjoying them because uh like, like there's a at this point there's probably like a nine week gap between recording and publishing and in that period, I've totally forgotten all of the stories that either of us have told. So I feel like I'm just a listener, like any listener. I, I put I put it on on like a Monday afternoon or a Tuesday morning. And I'm like, oh, I remember that story. Steve told that's a good one. And I laugh. Uh, I laugh uh, at my own jokes because I'm lame. But I also laugh at your story. I, I enjoy it, it, too. It's really wild. I mean, I never thought that that would be that would ever be a part of this process or this experience and i didn't think that i it, the first few were pretty cringy i sort of listened yeah. to them with you know i was like looking through my fingers and my fingers in my ears wondering if i was gonna you know oh god did i actually say that or if i oh, oh no don't say don't go don't go there don't oh god i almost <laughs> said that thing you know what i mean like i'm yeah i'm so um i don't know if I'm controlling or type a about about the stuff but then i feel like we sort of figured out how to have conversations with each other where yeah. you have to be a little bit concise i don't know whatever that's doesn't matter we, we haven't figured it god damn we, we haven't figured it out but not at all i'm enjoying them and I, and i hope that other people are too so the would you rather this week uh would you rather at the end of a long hard ride say 70 miles of dirt roads Drink a pint of someone else's saliva or ride back to where you started for a beer. So you're going to be riding 140 miles. You see, you see that? I just did math. You did. <laughs> I was worried about you for a second, but you really came through. <laughs> More finger guns. 
Uh, so you'd ride 140 miles for a, a cold beer or you're just done. And the first thing that you can put in your body is a pint of saliva. Who is the person? Um, I, I don't think it matters. Like, I don't uh-huh. think it has to be a super no, gross it totally, person. It totally matters. <laughs> there are some people whose saliva I would drink. And there are some people I would probably pick this. So is it cold? Or is it room temperature? It, it can be cold. Let's say it's Rick Hunter's saliva. Like we, we, you, <laughs> oh you, you shouted out Rick. He's fixed your bike. Or Robert Ives, one of those guys. It's oh, I don't. It's an I Ives think, Hunter saliva melange. Oh my god! Am I making eye contact with both of them when I'm doing it? <laughs> no, no. It's just there. <laughs> Actually, no. I think they're both there. They're both there. <laughs> Because it would be cruel to not let them enjoy that experience. Uh, Rick wouldn't enjoy it at all. I don't think Robert would either. I think both of them would be not as bummed as I would be, but I, and they're both tough as shit. And they would be like, oh, what? In the 70 mile? Like, I, I'm no sweat. I'll go you for know? the beer. Yeah. But me, on the other hand, I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a shell, you know, like 70 miles. It's same. Is it flat? Is there headwind? I mean, there's a lot of factors. Well, you know, as with every would you rather, there like each one has sliders that change the <laughs> equation. Right? Right. So right. let's take let's change this one because 140 miles is a long way. Let's say it's 30 miles instead. So it's 30 miles to the saliva or 60 miles to the beer. Yeah, I totally I totally do 60 miles. That's no big. All right. 40 miles to the saliva or 80 miles to the beer? Yeah, 80 miles. I think I would probably, I think I'd probably take the saliva after like 120 miles. Like if it was going to be 120 miles, I think I'd probably, and I'm drinking water all day too, right? Right. I got hydration. Yeah, you're hydrated. So it's 50, so 50 miles (laughs) is probably the cutoff for you, 50, 55 miles? Probably 55 miles is the cutoff, yeah. Interesting. Maybe 60 Interesting. But but 70 like that, I'd take the saliva. Those 10 miles after you've already done, you know, 90 miles, those 10 miles or those 15 miles or whatever. It's just. Yeah. A, and I don't know if it's I'm looking at the century as a whole and this is the block and I have no more gas in the tank, not even another mile. I'm just like, that's right. just kind of how I'm wired. Plus, I don't like riding bikes that much. I was going to say pretty much uh, you said you have nothing left in the tank and it's like suffering. That's pretty much every ride over 30 miles for me now. I don't I mean, <laughs> and between 20 and 30, I'm like having second thoughts. Yeah, I think it's just so I, uh, my buddy Joe is like, I don't think I'm a mountain biker anymore. I think I'm just a guy who rides to the woods and like rides a bike around. And I, I you know, I was like, yeah, I, I had that realization at one point. I'd. It was pretty liberating. Like, I'm not a mountain biker. I am a person who rides a mountain bike. And what that mountain bike ride looks like. Yeah. It could be anything. Could be, it could be an all day, you know, what to my mind would be an epic with thousands of feet of climbing and I'm riding the whole time. But really, I I have, you know, I love every opportunity to sit in the woods and watch the wind blow the grass around and hear quiet and watch bees and shit. And if I rode my bike all the way into that amazing environment, I'm going to spend as much time sitting and just the sound of nothing. I've it's addictive. Yeah. So no, I, I, pre- I, I appreciate My friend that. Neil said once, uh, this was when I was still working at seven. Neil works at seven. Uh, he's like the designer there, uh, the frame designer, but he was like, he's like, guys, no bike, no ride over two hours is good. No, two. You, we, you, we have to stop at two hours. That's it. Yeah. And at first, we, everyone was like, "Ah, come on, man!" But uh, I think actually that's pretty close to right. Yeah, I like a three. I like three hours. Three hours, yeah. maybe three and a half hours. We did uh, the Almanzo in Minnesota, uh, the Gravel Alliance, uh, just thing that I did a couple years ago, and. I was with this cat, Ben Popper, and my buddy Gino came from Minneapolis, and we rode together. 
And I had just had a seizure like the week before I'd just been out of a hospital with like brain scans and stuff. So my nervous system was pretty fucked up and Gene was riding behind me and he was like buzzing my tire and trying to like derby me and stuff. And I was like, like, man, you really got to cut me some slack today. I'm feeling pretty raw, you know, like I'm out here and I would like to finish this hundred miles. Right. And I don't want to do it, but I, but I kind of want to do it. Yeah. And there was a headwind and the gravel roads had just been redone. And so like it was, the gravel was super tough. Like it was really deep. And it was kind of gray and cold. It wasn't the most fun ride. I mean, it was fun. It was fun hanging out with those guys. But eventually we got back into town and you could see evidence of, of civilization for the first time, you know, fences. And there was a water tower. I remember and the tape kind of meandered around and Ben was just gassed. Like he was done and he was super frustrated and we're riding you know, kind of like coming in and crossing the line together. And he's just like, where the fuck is the town? <laughs> and that, that, always, <laughs> that always kind of resonated with me because it was, you know, I've, I've said a million times, like the first, the last 20 miles were 100% harder than the first 80. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess it's like, whatever, 80 miles is just when I don't want to do this anymore. Like that is really, because I like riding bikes, but I don't, that doesn't, I don't like writing. I don't like doing anything that much. I'm sure I've brought that up before. <laughs> yeah. I will play in a creek um, for like 12 hours straight. I can play in a creek all day long, sun up to sundown, but it's the only thing I can do for more than a few, four or five hours at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So that just reminded me of uh, one year at the at Rasputitsa, which is this race in Northern Vermont in mud season. Uh, it starts at the ski area and they did this thing. I don't know if they do it every year, but they did it this year where they take you basically to where you parked your car and then they loop you out again. And it's like, uh, no, once I can see my car, the ride (laughs) is over. (laughs) It's sort of a Pavlovian response. You start to begin to like, like squirm out of your bike clothes when you're back to where you started absolutely yeah i what's, was already like partially laying down <laughs> what ski area is it it's the east burke ski area mm. it's pretty far in up Nash- in vermont hmm? what's that it's pretty far up in vermont okay i don't know the geography well at all but i did a nationals at mount snow oh yeah that's southern ago. vermont that's okay. uh yeah, that was the most miserable time I think I've ever had on a bike. <laughs> I was the only, I was the only single speeder. Uh, the climbs oh, were the cli- what? You win then? Yeah, no, and it would no matter what, unless I drop out, <laughs> which I think I ended up drop. I ended up dropping out with like no time left. Like there was no nothing left to, for me to ride, and I was just like fuck this. But the climbs sucked. Yeah, and then I've ridden you that got, mountain snow. Then you got the flats, and the flats are just this greasy, black, muddy <laughs> nonsense. You're getting the shit beat out of you on the flats, and then the descents are the flats, but downhill, and those suck. And there's fucking black, tiny little black flies like swarming in your <laughs> nose and in your ears and your eyes. It yeah. was that. I, that's the only race I ever had a photo. Like I got a photo of me, you know, there's, they post photographers. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only race I've ever gotten one. And it, it's not a good action shot because it's just the flat. It's just, I'm just on a flat and I look like my soul has completely left my body. Like never, yeah. like I just got news that everyone I've ever loved is dead. And, yeah. and now I have to live out the rest of my years scraping gum off the sidewalk like it was just sounds like the perfect vermont racing experience hated it hated it hated it but it's real pretty and i got to have fun with friends and friend from boston came up and that was cool we rode lift serve downhill at mount snow in the 90s like before that was really a thing and uh it's pretty fun. It's a lot of like <laughs> rocketing downhill on into water breaks and then like trying to keep the bike on the ground. And I do recall a couple of young ladies flying by us and thinking 
that's that's bad. And then we continued to descend and we found them like scattered, like scattered, <laughs> like not near their bikes, just scattered across the area. Yard sale. <laughs> uh, so what do we do? What would you would you drink? Where are you in the saliva versus um, ride back for a drink? God, I really don't want to drink the saliva, obviously, but I would put the I would say I would go. I would do I would go 80 miles for the real drink instead of the. And that's less about like my dedication to the to not drinking the saliva and more about I just don't know if I could ride more than 80 miles. (laughs) (laughs) We have talked about bikes a lot today. Oh. I think we made up for all of the other times that we didn't talk about bikes. In fact, yeah, we it was a very bikey so podcast today. Uh, everyone, so, everyone, you're welcome. I think the the whole. I mean, if it's if it's sunny and you're feeling good and you got the wind at your back, you know there are a lot of variables. So we sure. will say we will say roughly it's it's eighty ish miles for both of us to drink the saliva or not. Yeah. Um. So hey, I guess that's it, huh? That's it. We're done. On that note, thank you for listening to Revolting. If you have questions for us or topics you'd like for us to pontificate on, you can email me at stevel at cyclingindependent.com or robot at robot at cyclingindependent.com. Oh, I was doing so good. Robot at cyclingindependent.com. If you like this or any of the other fun stuff you find on the Cycling Independent website, please share it with a friend as it's the only way that we can keep this party going party and uh so number 41 good for us uh yeah. on behalf of the cycling independent i'm steve and i'm robot don't forget to drink a pint of saliva <laughs> don't 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 forget